This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, April 21st, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. Joe Biden's Council of Economic Advisors has begun officially discussing digital assets. That's crypto. Cato's Jack Soloway says it's worth taking note of what they say about crypto, for both the paternalism inherent in what they've said, and the fact that this particular group of economists are directly advising the president of the United States. The uh, Council of Economic Advisors... Uh, has produced a sort of document detailing the state of the economy. Who's the intended audience for that? So um, by law, the White House Council of Economic Advisors produces an annual report. Um, The report goes to the president. The president also communicates to Congress. And on March 21st, uh, the CEA did produce this report. And what's interesting is that this year, it contained a complete chapter on digital assets, um, talking about crypto as well as a central bank digital currency. And where crypto is concerned, I would say, in my read, the chapter on digital assets was by turns dismissive of the potential of the technology um, and also tepid about the possibility that maybe someday there could be utility to it. Why include that chapter? I mean, it, obviously, they they do that because they believe that crypto has some sort of importance either now or in the future. Why, why write that if uh, this class of assets is not great in their opinion? It's a good question, um, and it, it sort of speaks to kind of the the interesting nature of the CEA's report. On the one hand, it's sort of a descriptive overview of trends in the economy. Um, On the other hand, and the White House acknowledges this, um, it's also supposed to um, provide some insight into the administration's priorities on economic policy. So it's neither exclusively a policy document nor exclusively a descriptive overview of trends. So what did uh, what did they say uh, more specifically about crypto uh, as a digital asset and their relative uh, value? So it's worth drawing a distinction between sort of the present state of the crypto ecosystem and the longer term potential. The report, I would say, is dismissive of the present state of the ecosystem and the utility that it currently provides. It's not exclusively negative, so it leaves open the possibility that there could be efficiency gains from this class of technology in the future. Um, But there's a number of places where, at least in my read, I think the CEA sort of shows its cards in terms of a certain um, inclination to take a critical approach to this class of technology and asset. All right. So why? Why, why judge the merits of the particular investment? I mean, it's, it's, it's essentially like they're saying, don't buy penny stocks. Don't buy, uh, don't buy a certain class of assets or don't be invested in this. So, you know, there's no specific financial advice in the document. But but no, but I but I think you raise an important point that, you know, even if it's not explicit, there's sort of an implicit suggestion about the value um, to both users, consumers, developers, and the economy generally of this um, this type of technology, this type of asset. And one of the criticisms that the CEA levels is that 
crypto, the design of crypto assets in their view frequently reflects, quote, an ignorance of basic economic principles. And, you know, that's that's one opinion. Um, and there's a lot of things that folks could say about crypto, but the idea that it's uh, the design of the assets, particularly when looking at sort of the original textbook example of a crypto asset, Bitcoin, the idea that it's ignorant of basic economic principles is, in my view, flatly misleading. Um, the design of Bitcoin actually solves a fundamental game theoretic problem known as the Byzantine generals problem, um, which without going into too much excruciating detail is about how you can coordinate distributed actors who are dispersed and may not have a reason to trust one another. So the Bitcoin protocol actually provides a solution to this classic um, coordinated action problem. And so it's perhaps unsurprising that economists um, Bhagwan Chowdhury and Tyler Cowen have actually suggested uh, that the creators of Bitcoin and Ethereum, the pseudonymous Satoshi Nakamoto, and uh, in the case of Ethereum, Vitalik Buterin, respectively, should win Nobel Prizes in economics. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a funny thing. It's, it's a weird uh, complaint, especially when you consider like what inspired crypto to begin with. Uh, what inspired a lot of the um, what inspired a lot of the specific decisions about rates of growth? Uh, this is all. This is monetary economics. Absolutely, you know, it's it's a a worldview instantiated in a piece of technology, and not every it might not be right for everyone. Um, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and and I think that's kind of the point that consumers in the marketplace, as well as developers and entrepreneurs in the marketplace, should make the decisions that are right for them in terms of their own individual risk appetites and views of the value proposition of a type of technology. What does CEA believe about, uh, and I, I hear this a lot from investors, I, Charlie Munger, of course, is uh, famously down on crypto, uh, and lots of well-known investors are down on crypto because they they either don't get it or they, they just don't understand the value that it delivers. And crypto, like all things, has no value except the value we assign to it. I think that's a really important point. And the CEA, interestingly, makes uh, repeats the claim a number of times in the report, or at least in the crypto chapter, that um, most crypto assets have, in its view, no fundamental value. Um, and interestingly, they actually compare crypto assets to commodities like gold and silver, which presumably do, in the CEA's view, uh, have fundamental value. Now, has the Biden CEA become a hotbed of gold bugs? I think that's unlikely. Um, and the report goes on to recognize that fiat money itself also doesn't have fundamental or intrinsic value. Rather, it functions as money because it uh, satisfies the often repeated three functions of money being a medium of exchange, a unit of account, and a store of value. Um, it's worth noting here that my colleague, George Selgin, um, has some interesting writing on how really it's the medium of exchange component that's the, the sine qua non there. And, and I think I commend that to everyone's attention. I think it's, a, it's an interesting uh, perspective. Um, and so the question then is, so does the CEA think that cryptocurrencies don't actually serve the same functions of money? And what's interesting is that 
Um, they do think crypto assets serve these functions, but just to a more limited degree at present in the United States. Um, and I think this is just one example of some of the ways in which the report can lean in, and this is just one person's read and opinion, but can lean into some negative rhetoric while actually stepping on its own toes on substance. The CEA is a group of advisors to the president on economic matters, but there is this sort of through line of paternalism in judging the quality of this particular asset class. And that doesn't seem to be strictly in line with what they're supposed to be doing. No, I think that's an entirely fair assessment of the crypto chapter in this ver uh, this edition of the annual report. And there's a couple of problems with sort of the merit-based evaluation of a new class of technology, a new class of asset. For one, even assuming that uh, agency experts got it 100% correct, um, there would still be sort of liberty interests and issues with paternalism in terms of uh, consumers and developers should be allowed to make the choices that they want to make um, with their own resources and time. Um, they're entitled to, to make risk-based calculuses that work best for them. Um, the other issue is that, that that's even assuming that the, the agency experts have a full and complete understanding of the ecosystem. And it not just this particular body of experts, but any government agency, any experts are going to have an incomplete view of the marketplace. Um, the whole idea of disruptive innovation is actually that it's exceedingly difficult to predict in advance the ultimate course of a technology um, of an application. So the idea that the CEA got it 100% right um, is uh, you know, a difficult one to wrap one's head around here. Jack Soloway is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 